Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about committing to you from day one. Body Armor's got you and here to help you commit to your fitness goals. Buy any Body Armor products at your local store and Body Armor will give you 50% cash back to put towards your fitness journey. Now through March 31st, commit to fit with Body Armor Sports Drink. Visit www.bacommittofit.com for full rules. And shop now at retailers nationwide. Hello and welcome to Quality of Life Radio, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Quality of Life show. Today we are talking about the three B's. Now, we do love bees. You know what? We'll do anything to save a bee. But we've got to remember that part of the bee is ourselves. So we're going to go soul diving with Joy back with Shelly Wizen. She is the founder and CEO of the Soul Diving Institute. And that was created to study and teach the art and science of being human. She is also the author of The Healing Journal, The Story of the Magical Baby Grand Piano, and also her latest book, which is awesome and Yummy, delicious, as she says. It is called What Do You Bring to the Table? A Savory, Sensory, and Inspirational Guide to Living a Yummy, Delicious Life. We're getting to the holiday season. So as far as I'm concerned, um, when you talk about stocking stuffers and just really wonderful gifts to give, you couldn't be better than this, this book. This is the perfect holiday gift for those you care about and love. So the website for that is whatdoyoubringtothetable.book.com. What do you bring to the table book.com and the website with what we're going to talk about in regards to the three B's and her special events that she hosts on zoom. So you can plug in from anywhere across the country around the world. Go to ShellyWizen.com. That's W H I Z I N. There's no other Wizen like Shelly. So Shelly, welcome back. How are you? Thank you, Lisa. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me back. I love being on your show. Oh, I love, love talking with you. You guys are great. Oh, thank you. We love it too. And I think what's so interesting is that we, you know, met in January of 2021 this year through Linda Kassam, the food one shopping diva with your book, yeah. What Do You Bring to the Table? Yeah. And then all these little synchronicity things keep happening. But do you think synchron, like, for example, my background for those who are watching Zoom is part of your book. And I didn't see your ebook that you're going to be giving away at your next event. I didn't see that. But now here we are. So these kind of synchronicity happenings, are they part of being in the moment and actually being observant being a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I just finished reading or listening to Michael Singer's book called the surrender experiment. And, and it's all about being so much in the moment and leaving yourself kind of out of the picture and allowing life to unfold that you're part of. So being in the moment, being human, being, being, any of the ING words allows us to remember that we are living right here, right now. Mm. Because the ING word is in the present moment. 
So any word ing means we are doing it, being it, living it. And not overthinking it. And not overthinking it. <laughs> but you've got to think and be observant to pro you have to your processes are still going, right? Of course. Yeah. What's important is to be conscious about your processes. Because when we're not conscious of our processes or our thinking, then we become a victim of anything that happens to us or we think it's to us. But when we shift our perspective a little bit, things actually happen for us. Mm. So let's go back to what do you bring to the table? Okay. If you're cooking, yeah, right, and you're not really cooking, you're just Let's heat this up, get it out so we can, you know, eat because we have to eat. Yeah. And then you just wolf it down. Yeah. You're eating, but you're not consciously eating. You're right. stuffing or, right. you know, so you're doing that. And at that point, that's when you could reach for a second piece of pizza when you don't really need the second piece of pizza, though I want it. Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. want the pizza. Yeah. but. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if we're not conscious, then that's how, like you're talking about being a victim of, of circumstance, right? Yeah. We'll come from not being conscious. So we can have the piece of pizza, but the second one, did we notice about the taste, the flavor? I mean, I wonder if when we do that, are we actually going by memory? How are we knowing we want the second piece of pizza? It's weird. It's habit. Yeah. Kind of like, this is the exercise here. We get our exercise. We do this. And it's habit. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and when we're unconscious of what we are doing, then we reach for that second piece. Because if we, if we're conscious of our health or conscious of how we eat, and then we won't reach for the second piece of pizza, we'll go, oh, that was satisfying enough. But sometimes we, we, we are dissatisfied with something and we want to fill it up and we think it's with a piece of pizza, but it may be we need to fill something else up in our life that we're not being conscious of. So when we go unconscious, we do lots of things unconsciously and we're not treating ourselves as kindly as we could, or we're not speaking to other people as kindly as we could. We're not really being conscious of who is the person doing whatever we're doing or being. And so being conscious is living life aware and awake mm. in every possible moment of our human existence, all the way to what we think is the end of life. When we take responsibility for being aware, then we find ways to consistently stay awake. And then something amazing happens like those synchronicities when mm. we I mean, we are in tune with each other. I mean, it, it happens. The tree of life, your logo. I mean, I see it everywhere we go. Nancy's now seeing it. Now she's going, hey, Shelly's here. I'm Aww. like, Shelly's everywhere. Don't mess with Shelly. She is. Aww. She's Aww. like, look. And I'm like, oh, you're getting it now. Not me. What's with that? <laughs> so, yeah. you, know, how, you know, but it's true. I mean, we've seen you all over. You've been all over the country with us. Yay. I mean, both sides of the of the. Of the state, I mean, of the, the actually the North American continent, actually, if you want to think of it that way. That's but that's great. pretty cool. But it's through observance. Yeah. And when we observe ourselves, when we observe our own behavior, and it plugs into those 
three bees that you were talking about. And it's not the bees that buzz around, but those could be the bees that buzz around too, because when we're conscious of the bees, then they pollinate the flowers and they, they, you know, create and help and, and, and help nature. And so Mm. when we're even conscious of a bee, why not be conscious of a bee and let the bee be instead of, Oh, there's a bee. Let's kill it. It's going to stick it. So when we become the observer to our own behavior, then we kind of put a check on how are we behaving? But when we're not conscious, sometimes we just go by knee jerk reactions. And we will if somebody will say something to us, that triggers a wound in us that isn't healed yet, then we'll just do a knee jerk reaction and maybe lash back out at that person, instead of allowing that person to have whatever they have and know it's not about you. Because when somebody lashes out at you, it's not about you. It's about them. Ooh. So our, as a, as a country right now with all the political divide. Yeah. How much of that is lashing out? You know, when you think well, about it, you know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not picking sides because I don't like either. one. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got yeah. my own side. I go, I go by, by issues like Nancy and I do. Yeah. And people are like, Oh, you're this or that. No, actually. No, uh, no, yeah, but it, it's, right. you know, when you think about how, I wonder how much of it is this heated lashing versus getting into the inside. Yeah. And thinking, thinking about the issues. Right. So right. I wonder about that and how many decisions get made in life. You know, maybe it's just even reactionary being reactionary. It is. is it dangerous. Is. Yeah. Because if you don't have an overall ideal, And if the ideal is for the highest and greatest good, then whatever you do under that ideal is going to reflect that. But if you don't carry that ideal or that quality of life or that value, if you don't value that value as an important quality of life, then it, then it's, it's like the person who's going to get ahead and stop, step on anyone to get ahead so that they can get ahead. And yeah. not care about who they hurt along the way. Mm. If you carry the highest and greatest good along the way, then that your behavior, what you believe is going to reflect that and who you become is going to reflect that. That's really, I like this. I like the three B's. So what are the three B's? There's be conscious, right? That's that. <laughs> That's the overall. The being conscious is the overall in order. To- That's the big B. That's the big B. That's the big B. The baby bees, they're not so baby. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's like an umbrella. So being conscious is the umbrella. How do we become conscious? We have a spoke that's believing because mm. everything in life is based on a belief, just like what you were talking about with the issues. Everybody has a belief about those issues. And so mm. whatever they believe is going to lead to how they behave. It's so I'm always right by the, by the issues, by the way. I, my, I, I believe that I'm right. I'm See, just... there you go. There you go. 
I'm being conscious about it. Exactly. And so there's no one else is going to be right but me. There you go. I just had to mess with you. That's super. We all do feel that way about things, right? Yeah. That's a human thing. It's a human condition. Yeah. So there's going to be the belief. Then you. Then I'm. I'm acting out. I'm behaving. Right. Then you're going to behave based on what you believe. Mm -hmm. Right. And then who you become, which is the third B, Mm. is based on how you behave. So that's the thread on each one of those Bs. So when you behave and then you become, yeah, this is part of that sometimes having to unlearn things from the past. Yes, yes. Mm. It's actually mastering your past, Mm. mastering your past. Because so many times, and I'm going to give you a visual, if this is the future, right? Yeah. And this is the past. And we're walking into our future like this. Oh, I don't like that. What are we focusing on? We're focusing on the past. How can we walk into our future consciously if we're focusing on our past and we bring the past with us into the present? Mm. So everything we are today is a reflection of our past. If we're carrying limited beliefs with us from our past that make us feel bad, or they make us feel inadequate. Sometimes we want to over, we will overreact, yeah. compensate for the lack of feeling okay. Mm. And then we can assure that our future is going to turn out exactly the same as today, exactly as the same as yesterday. Hmm. And there's no surprises. If you have good things in the past, you want to bring into the future. You do. That's that's part of consciousness, right? Exactly. Exactly. Because I got good stuff. Yes. (laughs) So you pick and choose. And my barometer is very simple. Good or bad? The in-betweener that, yeah, that gets to integrity, right? The in-betweener is when go, I'm racist. I'm not racist. I'm not racist, but I say this over here, but only in these closed doors. You're racist. You know what I mean? That whole, that whole, there is the gray area it's cool for creativity. That's when you're dabbling in creativity, but then you mm-hmm. produce, this is what it is. And it's a hundred percent what it is, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a very interesting place to be, you know, but I, I like what you're saying because at the unlearning you, and then, well, this is what I think. I think that there's another B word and it's called blame and we get stuck in blame mode when we're unlearning stuff or recognizing well, I was taught this and this is wrong. So instead of going, well, this is wrong. I'm going to change this. You may be doing that, but then going, well, let me now spend 10 hours poking at the blame. So where does the blame? I mean, do you, I know you do these as a course in three events too, and then an actual in, in deep course with this, but yes. does blame become part of that conversation? Totally. I call blame a disease called finger pointyitis. Don't do that to me. See? And what happens is when we point the finger out, I don't like it. I know. When we point the finger out to blame somebody else for how we feel, actually, you know what we're doing? You see what this is? Oh, I don't like the remote. This, we're giving the remote control to somebody else hmm. for our emotions. Well, yeah, as soon as you point the finger at me, I have a finger that was about to come out. You don't want to see that. That's another B word. That's another B. That's another kind chirp, of chirp. word. <laughs> what? But, the, but, but it, you see how the reaction is? And I didn't yeah. do it. 
because I yeah. behaved and I like you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so that's what I'm saying. It's that, that interesting, the blame thing. I think we get, that's one of the places we get stuck. It's like yeah, another little level. It's the ego. It's the ego that wants to control that because mm. the ego wants to be right so much that mm. it will blame somebody else for uh, feeling inadequate. You know, they did this to me, they did that, he did this, she said this, and therefore I'm unhappy. It's like, oh, this is a great analogy. It's like blame to me is taking poison and expecting somebody else to die. Yeah. Yeah. When you're judging somebody, you're the one judging. You're the one with the stress factor of judgment in your body, you know, when we blame somebody else, we're resenting them or we're, or we, we hold a grudge against them. We're the one holding those feelings and the body doesn't like it. And the body feels bad. That's mm-hmm. what I mean, good or bad. It's what you feel. You feel either good or you feel bad from a belief that you're holding. If the barometer is you feel bad, then you got to take a look at that belief to see mm-hmm. what Where's your investment in that belief? And can you change the belief? Well, yes, you can, because we can think different things. And we have triggers. Yeah. There are triggers. And so, you know, your gut feelings. Now, I know a gut gut feeling like, you know, don't go down that road. Something feels really off. Or sometimes you meet someone and you have that really off vibe. But the off vibe could be that they just happen to look like the other person that did something right Mm -hmm. negative right or it can't so you have to kind of work it through yeah and and check it out you know there's yeah I mean just uh just recently went through something and I was like oh this is not good that's it cut the cord bail you know and then we're like no let's try and see what we can fix what's what can we do that's positive and it turned into a really positive experience of growth for all parties concerned Right. And I think sometimes we have to do that. It's just so easy to go, okay. Yeah. Chop. But, and sometimes you have to, you have to chop. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Because sometimes it's, it's, it's called setting healthy boundaries for yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you set healthy boundaries for yourself, then you're taking back the remote control. Mm. And you're controlling your own self. You're taking charge of your own self and you're not leaving your well-being up to somebody else. I mean, there, you know, there have been books written by various people who were in the Holocaust. And um, they said, you know, the Nazis could kill their bodies, could kill their families, but could never kill their spirit. Mm. Because their spirit was inside of them, was part of who they were. And there was a young girl, as a matter of fact, she, um, well, she's now very old and she wrote a book called The Gift, I believe it was called The Gift. And I've forgotten her name. Please forgive me for that. But um, she was a ballerina when she was like 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And when the, the Germans heard that she was a ballerina, they came into her bunk, her, you know, bunk, and they said, we want you to dance for us now. Oh, and, and you can imagine thin, you know, not hardly any food, you know, everything. And what she did was she closed her eyes and she imagined herself dancing mm-hmm. in the opera house 
for this beautiful audience. And so she kept her integrity of who she was as a human being. And she mm. became conscious of that she could control the way in which she handled the situation. It's not the situation itself. It's how do we handle the situation? Mm. It's never the issue. That's the issue. It's how we handle the issue. Mm. That's the issue. And you can't do that without being conscious of it. That's right. Yeah. I like the conscious of saving grace. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if you're going to go have your morning coffee outside with the birds, are you going to be on your phone? Maybe you've got your moments of doing phone because we all kind of do that. Or are you going to actually just tune into the birds? Right. And hear them. Right. You know, it's, it's a tune in and hear them. It's really cool. I, you know, we have these, these um, things in life where we are in control. There's going to be things that happen that make you go, uh Oh, you know, that's, I can't control this car on the highway, but how right. are you going to react? Like you're saying, how are right. you going to handle it? Like I, I say I defensive drive across the country because there's also people have forgotten how to drive recently. Yeah. <laughs> just going to say, you, know, you want to know you're on the road a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you're always aware. And so yeah. exhaustion doesn't come from doing the driving. It's from being conscious as a driver is where right. it gets exhausting. So you have to have self-care and like even being on the road, we've learned. Yeah. Okay go rest here for a couple hours, you can get back on the road again. You yeah, know, stop, make sure don't get to that drowsy point. Don't right. overbook yourself. Right. As Nancy will keep saying to me. Remember <laughs> this, <laughs> don't overbook. I don't, don't because then you'll start eating sugary treats that you shouldn't have in the car. And then you fall yeah. down again, you know, so yeah. it's not a, so it's, we can put ourselves in cycles. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Or step out. Yeah, that's right. So these are the three Bs, and this is... This, you had this event in August. We were yeah. on a farm in the middle of nowhere and we right, wanted to attend. Right. So you have one coming up October 8th. Yeah. Uh, the three B's. And it, everyone's soul diving. You're going to go soul diving. I'm in yep. the water with fish. We could have put yeah. bees in there now. Now I want to put bees. Oh, see? There you go. Yeah. Now I'm into like, let's put Those bees. Those look in there. like little bees behind they you. They do. Like because bee that's right. I know. It's like, hmm. you know, yeah. but they're, they're, they're pollinating the coral. That's right. There you go. There we are. But yeah, tell everybody about this event, because I know you're doing a series of them. What was the August one like? Tell us what the event is like to go to. Um, Well, the event, um, we're doing a four week event starting November. What? Geez, what was the date? November 5th, I think, or something. I've got it somewhere here. We'll get there. I've forgotten myself. And it's a four week program where each week we'll dive into one of those bees. And I have found it being so helpful to people. People have said to me that it was the quickest way for them to really understand Mm. what's driving them Hmm. and to be conscious of their behavior. So that's why I spread it over a four week 
period of time so that you have time to practice some of the um, the uh, exercises during the week oh, so that you can I be see. conscious of how are you applying what it is that we're talking about and how does it affect you. And the first week we'll dive into the whole concept of believing and what are the limited beliefs that, that you grew up with and where do they come from? Are they your parents? Are they your teachers? Are they your peers? Whose beliefs are they? Many times we inherit beliefs from our parents that we're not conscious of. And we think because we're children that they're just telling us the truth, whatever the truth is. And it was a trip to the parents. So the parents. Exactly. And so if they were, if they were passed on, if they picked up beliefs from their parents that made them feel inadequate or not enough or all of that, not enoughness business, then they're going to pass what they believe is true onto their children. Mm. And it just keeps going and going and going. The cycle, man. Until you become conscious of that. We want the conscious cycle. That's right. One of the things that I, I want, that I feel successful, one of the areas in my life that I feel so successful, 100%, is that I broke the chain of abuse, mm. a generational chain of abuse awesome. that was passed on from my grandparents. Now, I'm sure it was passed on from their parents to them, to my mother, to me. Wow. Wow. And I said, no more. The mm. buck stops here. I will never hit my child. I will oh, never awesome. abuse my child. We are breaking the chain. And we and I did. So if, if, when I, I die, though, that's one of the biggest successes that I have in my life. And I feel so grateful for that. That chain of abuse no longer exists. And my daughter has three beautiful children. I'm crazy about my grandkids. And they were never brought up that way. And I know they will never bring their children up that way. That's awesome. Abuse is a very hard thing. And that's what I was saying that the blame game comes in with that. And it's not a game, but if you've been abused, and I think everyone has had some kind of form of abuse happen to them, whether it's yeah. at work, whether it's family, it's friends, schoolyard bullying, we've all had something abusive happen somewhere some way worse than others. But the abuse thing is very difficult because you're, you're angry. Abuse brings anger, right? Now we're in AA (laughs) abuse and anger, but it it really is. And all kinds of emotions and abuse does create a different control mechanism of a person where they want to control things but it often isn't the control of self. It's the control on the outer right. and other people. That's right. It's a very weird thing, but it, you know, it's, it's what we do as humans. It's a projection. Mm. We project it out instead of taking a look. That's when I say fess up if you mess up. Because yeah. when you God, own it's so it, much easier. <laughs> It's so much, it may, it may not feel good in the moment that you have egg all over your face and it's crusty and it feels yucky and you're doing something that's not nice or not kind, but when you actually admit it mm. and look at it and see where the root of that comes from, then you can heal it. But exactly. the longer you keep away from it and you're not conscious of it and you just react, then you don't heal it. 
And then you pass it on the unhealed anger, the unhealed abuse, you pass it on to the next generation. And it gets bigger. And then come out in a different way. Abuse will change its, its shape. And it's like Halloween, it comes out in a different costume. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Mm, And for so many years of my life, and this is hard to admit, makes me very vulnerable. I thought that abuse and love, love and abuse were synonymous. No. I thought that was normal. Yeah. Oh, you know, um, I've seen friends and family go through abuse, uh, physical violence, physical abuse. Nancy grew up in a very abusive household, very abusive. And it was like, oh, and, and there was this one moment of a friend close and there was a rescue mission that had to happen with a violent male rescue to another house where the woman there goes, oh, well, a very close friend. Well, he does this to me all the time. He does it because he loves me and he's trying to help me. And Nancy and I are like, what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> we're like, oh no, we're taking you. Let's go to the next place. That's you know, right. so there's um, situations. And I think, especially for women, men get abused too. I had a friend yeah. in my twenties, just a, a really good guy, young, smaller guy, but like, don't mess with him. This is in my young twenties. And he was in his young twenties. His girlfriend beat him up and he allowed it. And yeah. he had bruises and I'm going, this is not good. Right. And he's like, well, what do I do? Hit her back. She's a girl. I can't hit a girl. I'm like, no, you get out of it. Right. You need to get out. And he did eventually, but yeah. it's a weird situation. So it's not just women. And we always tend to think that, but it's not, it's not. men get abused. Men get raped. Look at what's happened with the churches and yeah. not just the Catholic church, by the way. That's right. Um, so we do have a lot of, I think, abuse is so huge we've done so many radio shows covering Mm -hmm. so many types of abuse and we just did one on how people become homeless and number one thing from all the experts is that it's a family trauma yeah there's a break in the family system and most of the times that comes from some kind of abuse whether it's addiction physical sexual whatever something traumatic happened and it could be something like immigration from war i mean you think about all the people immigrating for all kinds of reasons right now how their bodies and their emotions must be the exhaustion to keep going yeah you think about that what we have now so i think what you're talking about is so important for everyone to understand because you can change just no matter what situation you are in, you can change it and you can do it. You can now. certainly change the way you think about yeah, it. Yeah. You can change it. And, can, and the yeah. way you react to it. Oh, maybe not the situation. Yeah. Maybe not like immediately, uh, you know, don't hit me again. That's probably yeah. not going to happen unless you leave. But if you right. change your mindset, right. Don't you have a little bit, well, that's the other thing. You lose your self-confidence. Yes. It erodes. Yeah. Hmm. That's right. Because I know for me, I mean, I'm, I'm going to admit this. I mean, I, it's like I married my mother. Oh yeah. Three times. Oh yeah. Until I got it. Yeah. And thus then came the can opener. Oh, which is my favorite symbol. And the symbol is 
that I promised myself and I swore I would never be somebody's can opener again, which means I will never pry someone's heart open if they don't want it open. Mm. Mm. And this is, this, this was my freedom when I, Mm. when I realized this and I saw the can opener as my symbol, this is my freedom. And I knew I would never, ever in my entire life, ever have another abusive relationship ever. Mm. And I guess, again, that's another success. That's interesting that you found like, okay, this is my symbol. You hold on to that. Everyone's going to find something for them. That's right. Keep them on that path. And it's actually really good to have because we do forget. Yeah, we do. You know, yeah. Life takes us in squirrely places. You know, right. That's why I wrote, um, I wrote 365 daily wisdoms, which I use W H I Z D O M. And, and they're to remind us and remind myself that, um, I remember that to appreciate everything. Mm. I remember that I am awesome. I remember we have to remind ourselves. We have to find tools and ways of reminding ourselves on how to do certain things and how to think a certain way. Because mm. when we don't, we're, we go unconscious. It's mm. so easy to go unconscious mm. because 95% of us is unconscious. Only 5% is conscious. Oh man, here we go. It's that brain and the soul though. Conscious is both to me. It's not yes. just the brain. It's the That's soul. That's right. That's right. So being conscious. Yeah. Getting to that place of keeping it going because mm-hmm. we all get off path and making it a habit. Any tips for folks to do something? Is there something you need to do every day? Find your own can opener. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Take a look. What, what's what's really important, I think, is to be conscious of. Here's an easy one. Be conscious of your language. This Uh-oh. is an easy one. No, as soon as you said that, yourself. the F word almost came out of my mouth. Oh, well, that's okay. I use that word too. No, as soon as you said that, I went. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not the kind of language I'm talking about. Because I, oh I use God. that word too. It's one I of my. No, it was just about. <laughs> Sorry, I get it. I get it. It just wanted to come right out and say what? No. But here's a word to be conscious of. People should all over themselves. Oh, yeah. And I mean, should all over themselves. The word should. I can tell if I'm uh, when I when a client is talking with me, how long it's going to take to undo the way in which they think by how many shoulds they use in their language. Oh, should is a setup word. Mm. It's a word that makes us feel bad. There is no redeeming quality. It, to me, the word should is like a mosquito. It has no redeeming quality, maybe should in the on it. chain, but we should all over ourselves mm-hmm. because should, because it's a setup word, it makes us, feel bad about what we're not going to do, but what we should do mm. or what we should have done. And it, it, there's no, it's demeaning. Even as you're saying that I'm starting to get smaller, but not in the way I want to be smaller. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it, yes. Automatically should, 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 should you yes. start shrinking down with your yes. head down and for some reason start to feel like a child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because and, of the and, finger. And that's goes back to the from. finger. You should eat your food. No. You should do this. You no. should do that. <laughs> yeah. 
with the finger, yeah. finger pointyitis and should. No. That's a lot. It's a lot to take. Man. Okay, no fingering. No, I'm um, no. That didn't sound right. No fingers. You can say the f word if you want, but yeah. no, no shoulds. Okay. Yeah. So that's another. That's a word that that's easy to capture. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to 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 um pick out because you when you catch yourself doing it, it's like have a butterfly net with all these words that you use that mm-hmm. make you feel bad. Another word is worry. Mm. Now, worry, the, one of the, my favorite oh, definitions yes. of worry is a prayer for something bad to happen. Yeah. It's like the poison that you take expecting somebody else to die. Yeah. When you worry about something or someone, when you worry about someone or something, more of someone, there's a mistrust. Mm. I worry about you. Mm. Well, what, why why do you worry about me? Do you, because you don't think I'm adequate. You don't think I'm capable of handling a situation. Mm -hmm. Why are you worrying? Mm -hmm. I never worried when my daughter went out, when she was in high school, I never worried about her ever. Nancy didn't worry too much because she already knew what the hell I was up to. (laughs) She was always two steps ahead of me. I worried about her knowing that and thinking that, and she did nail me. But she caught me each time, you know, but even later I'll go, you know, actually this is what happened. She goes, I know. You know how I know? (laughs) She knew all the mothers knew. Mothers do worry, though. And, you know, I think it's you worry if your, you know, child is off to war or things like those kind of things are a little bit, but you have to also breathe and let it go because that's well, a choice. Maybe yeah. to replace worry with holding the light, holding yeah. the vision that you want to have for that person. I like that. What friends and, went through uh, cancer, a, a brain brain cancer, and we all got together and did a, a Facebook thing of sending positive light. And they went through shamans, doctors, everything. And shaman said, don't go, oh, hopes and prayers. You know how we all do this when there's a disaster, hurricane, fires, all of this, oh, hugs and prayers, thoughts, all that. No, it was envision the person in perfect health, happy, laughing, smiling, their hair back, all of that. Well, our friend made it, thriving, not just living, thriving. And so I always thought that was so powerful. And so whenever a friend is going through something like that, I go, put that, envision that and stop the worrying because worrying is a cancer of its own. I think it is because worry makes you feel bad, right? Mm -hmm. So you're always in a, in a state of feeling bad. What comes from that? What good comes from feeling bad? It's not going to change anything. And what it does is it erodes your own energy it erodes your own immune system. It's it's actually affecting you rather than affecting anything outside of you. It's an enemy to consciousness. Yes. Because Ooh. then you'll eat the pizza. Yeah. See? But I want the pizza. Now yeah. I'm going to have pizza. That's a different dinner, story. <laughs> if you want to consciously eat it. Yeah, we have leftover pizza and I'm eating it. Tonight. There you go. <laughs> With salad. Enjoy it. <laughs> it was, oh, when you're going to eat it, enjoy it. Yeah, you do. And you yeah. have it with salad. Be good. Balance yourself right. out with some. Be balanced go. with pizza and salad. There you go. <laughs> I, love. Song. <laughs> I love this. So you've got your free event October 8th. Yeah. But there's a four four week program coming in November. So yeah. everyone, ShellyWizen.com is the website. You're also on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. 
it's all there. So that's the website to go to. Yeah. And I want to tell everybody again with the book. Okay. You got to go to what do you bring to the table book.com. So again, I think your book is perfect for the holidays. It, and- you know what? You're right. It's really great because it's filled with life lessons and it's filled with recipes. recipes. Five of them are, of, uh, I've named after my family and their, you know, family favorite recipes. And there's one of the meditations in there it reminds me of what you were talking about, about just sitting there and looking at the birds. There's a, just a couple minute meditations in each chapter to get you in a mindset. So when you go in to cook, you're conscious of what you're doing and you feel happy about what you're doing. You're just mm-hmm. you kind of let go of the day, all the rushing around and everything else. Take a moment, kind of center yourself. One of the meditations is just looking out the window and looking at nature and just standing there for a moment, just to look at the birds flying. Or the I'm with trees. you. I'm there. <laughs> you know, and then go to ki- into the kitchen to cook. You yeah. don't have to rush from one experience to the other without taking a pause on the in-between, yeah, in-between space, you know. I think it's important, too, because in the holiday season, the cooking thing can become this really crazy thing, you know. And, and we're getting together more as families now over this holiday season, but things are yeah. up and down with COVID. It really is an up-down experience, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a, I mean, last year, people were having smaller turkeys and eating over Zoom together. You know, but I really, I, I believe um, this year we've not, we've got to calm down. And, yeah, and I'm just enjoy. writing that down. That was a good one. Oh, she's, she's on the mode. <laughs> that was good. Now, the other thing too, so the book it, is really good for the holidays, but I wanted to say that your four week course being over November, uh-huh. I think is brilliant because holiday gatherings with family and friends, here comes the cycles again. Yes. The negative cycles, the abusive yes. cycles. So it gives us a way to also maybe not fight so much because mm-hmm. politics ends up at, you know, the, I'm seeing families divided. I, I mean, I, I know I keep talking about the politic thing, but it's a real deal that we have in this country right now. And it's not just this country. So like we can make a global shift if we are more conscious and just don't freak out. There's no point. There's no point. You're not going to win by freaking out. And so I like that you're doing your course over November. I think that will really help everybody, especially get ready for, then you have December, especially that week before New Year's, Yeah, you know, to get ready for the new year and really put things into place. Yeah. So good timing. Good. Well, you know what you're doing. What am I thinking? Right on. Well, thank you so much, Shelly. Everyone again, ShellyWizen.com. And also keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Lisa. I gotta do the business. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? 
not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.